You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. And uh, just for a minute before I speak this tonight, can I, do you mind if I would just be able to talk to a couple people in the crowd? Kevin, would you stand up, sir? I felt like God was talking behind your back, and I got to have a little preview to the conversation. And I say that is, the Lord's been sharpening you. The last 13, 16 months has been a real deep dive of sharpening you, both your acumen and your skill, but you're about to enter in a season of great deeper purpose and great visibility and great promotion. For God has sharpened you like a knife is the exact word. He sharpened you like a knife. And even of you, you have a love, I think, for, for knives. You have a love for things like, like weapons and things like that. Am I, is, am I on? Is that, what? Are you serious? Okay. Is that truthful or is that, all right, that I'm like way off? Okay, I just want to do but the Lord has sharpened you, and you're about to come out in a whole other dimension. I believe there's an impo- a powerful prophetic anointing being imparted into your life tonight. And where God's going to take you, your voice is going to be amplified. You're going to find great provision because of the great purpose, but it's going to be an entrustment. It's going to be an entrustment to you. Let me say that again. It's going to be an entrustment for you. God's the owner of it, but he's going to entrust it with you. You're about to really take off the month of October and November and December, and you're going to blast in through January and February for promotion is on your doorstep, sir. Bless you. That's a good word right there. That is a good word. Is there the woman, uh, she's a singer, she's really good, Audrey, Audrey, Audrey. Where is you? Oh, I've never, oh my goodness, this is really cool. I I will speak, I will pray for everybody, promise. I always usually do. Not for everybody, but usually I do as much as I can. Uh, But I wanted to say this to you, that seasons are changing for you. And you're shedding things of the past. And God's going to bring things even in dynamic of intimate relationship. There's going to be an empowerment where things that have been business and ministry, and he's going to bring them together for you. And you're going to feel like I've shook something that's been heavy that I could not shook. But God's lifting it off you, and he's bringing your family into a greater place of provision. And things that have been confusing, like AM and FM radio stations, they're about to sink on the same dial and things that have fell out of order are about to find their order, for they're going to find my function. For the prayers that you prayed, God's about to really release the answers into your life. I've not forgotten you. You'll see me do it before your very eyes. For Septembers, you'll see the winds begin to come. Even in California, as a natural sign says the Lord, you'll begin to see the winds. You'll see the winds. You'll see the winds as a natural sign. Listen to me, by the way, whoever's listening. There's about to be an unseating in, this, in the nation of America. You're seeing and unseating in a nation of America. But I, I say to you, it will be a sign that winds are blowing changes in the season for your life and your family. And yes, I see your child will have a sound. For they say, I want to be like my mom. And God says, I'll cultivate that and I'll harness that creativity and I'll put the advisors and teachers around her to be able to develop it. And yes, that they will stay close to you all of their days for they're about to have a turnaround, even miracle in your home, says the Lord. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? 
Turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 3. It's on the right-hand side. If you still use a Bible, and most people just use their phones. I'm old school. Come on. I brought this one even out of, like, the, the garage. Come on, this is, like, years old. It's the real one? Yeah. That's had some tears on it, some pain on it. I do want to say to you, Mark, uh, Mark Leposky and Julie Leposky, I really felt that Jesus say that I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. And your stance and your stature before man is about to change. For I'm about to change your stance in the eyes of man. And I'm going to put you in a place where people that were, they did not esteem your worth are going to see your worth. But the Lord says to you, Jesus says to you, not Rex says to you as your friend, but Jesus says to you, my reward is coming and it's coming swiftly. Watch what I shall do even in this time where things look constricted. For I will put solutions inside of you and I will puncture the darkness and I will create streams of opportunity but I will even pull your own soul out and I will reintroduce you for who I have for you to be in the future for there will be a download of things for I'm about to reposition things even around you says the Lord for what has been is not always what's going to be for I'm shifting things and you'll feel the tremors of this even going into the month of November for I'm about to change the seasons of your life and my reward is surely with me says the Lord bam That's good. Man, I could just stay there and flow, or yeah. I want to say, I'll stay there. Just give me a second, though. Uh, man, I feel them on me. Come on. I got on this thing, invited all these new age people yesterday, all these, I don't know how many gazillions of people were on this thing. And they're all these new age hypnotherapists, they're psychics, they're all these people. And they said, We want you to speak about miracles. And I'm like, Oh, perfect. I love it. And I got on the show talking about miracles, and then I said at the end, I said, let's go for it. So I said, started calling people out over the, over the internet, started doing, and there was a woman there who was pregnant, and this is a prophetic word for many people in this room, it's a sign. The way the Lord gave it to me is a sign. He said, there was a woman there who was pregnant, and she had not felt her child for six months of the pregnancy. And I believe this is a sign. There's many people in here. You have a promise and a dream, and you felt like God really talked to you, and you want to build something, you want to create something, and this is going to be a season in this fall season, says the Lord, for small businesses and business ideas to get off the drawing board of your mind, and if you'll put your feet and put your hands to something, that God's really going to elevate things. Don't look at the economy. Don't let what you see talk you out of what God said. Don't let what you see talk you out of what God said. But this was a sign. I sat there and began to pray, and all of a sudden, for the first time in her whole pregnancy, she felt the child began to move and jump and move on the inside of her. This happened some years ago, and the Lord said, when I was in Uganda, a woman was cursed by a witch doctor, fully pregnant, almost about eight and a half months or so, and the child had not moved. The child was dead. There's no life in the child. They were about ready to cut the child out. I was speaking for four or five days in Kampala, and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people there. I'd pray for a guy from Parliament. His deaf ear had popped open. So she says, would you be willing to pray for me that my child will come alive? We had an interpreter, all these people, you know, trying to figure this whole thing out in, in Ugandan language. But I started praying for her, and all the people stretched their hands toward her. And all of a sudden, that dead child, she was about to have it removed from her body surgically. That dead child began to jump and come alive and began to show in front of all those people. She gave birth 
to a child when the thing that was dead. Many of you felt like the enemies come at you, that there's something wrong with you. I feel this is a prophetic word. I just, I'm going to flow here for a minute. That you felt like you've been written off, that you've been cursed, that you've been doomed. Other people try to curse you. You've cursed yourself, and you thought the promise was dead. You thought the dream was done. And God says, listen, I brought a man of God into this house tonight to tell you and give you these visible signs that what's inside you is still going to live. What's inside you, that dream inside you, that love inside you, that passion inside you, that purpose inside you, that gift inside you. God is the resurrection and the life. Things inside of you are about to come alive. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Many of you wrote yourself off. I failed here. I messed up here. But God is not just the start of it. He's a finisher. He's the finisher of your faith. That if you don't quit, he'll finish it. He's alert. He's active. He's watching over his words to perform. Come on. As a sign to you. As a sign, some of you just wrote those dreams off. I'll never buy a house. I'll never get married. My marriage will suck. This is always the way it's going to be. I'll never make the money I want to make. I'll never send my kid to school. I'll never be able to do this. I'll never get my health back. You bought into the lie of the enemy. Right. Come on now. God sent me on an assignment tonight. I preached my guts out a bunch of the last couple days. But I'm on an assignment tonight for you. That there's a dream in you. There's a purpose in you. The fact that you're breathing... It's evidence God knows there's a destiny in you that hadn't got out. Your ability to not come with a retirement plan. And unless God disrupts your present, you can't access your future. I came to disrupt some things tonight. Sir in the tank top, white tank top, stand up. What's your name? Caleb. Just close your eyes just for a minute. Just lift your hands, even if you've never seen this before. I'm not on Christian TV. I'm not going to ask you for your money. God would say unto you, I've seen where other people have overlooked you and underestimated you. But I put inside you leadership ability. Other people tried to write you off. Other people tried to discredit you and dismantle you. I've watched the last two years that it's been a struggle and a suffer. One minute you're in faith, the next minute you're out of faith. But God says, I didn't let you go when you wanted to let me go. And God says, I put my hand upon you for good. And when that enemy tried to sift you nine months ago, I kept you. And watch what I'm about to do for you, says the Lord. For I'm about to establish you and steady your goings. You're about to make money that your family did not think you'd ever make. They say he's not going to be able to ever hit his potential. Watch what I do and I go stun. I will stun your critics. I will shut the mouths of lions that even roared against you saying you won't win. For I have defeated the demons that have come at your soul. And yes, I'm bringing you into a great place of peace and prosperity and things are shifting in this season in your favor, says the Lord. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Oh, that's really good. That was really good. That was juicy, huh? Now I've a little bit gone this little way. The second row right there, those two, two, two girls, two women. You pretty ladies? Yes, can you stand up, both of you? 
Who are you guys? Right there, second one. Yeah, 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 you guys. Just lift, just. Obviously, you're a fan favorite. You must get a lot of likes on Instagram. Just lift your hands. Lord, I thank you for your hand of goodness upon them. I thank you for a faith undeniable, a faith that conquers giants. I thank you for the compassion that flows through them and a creativity that flows through them. I thank you for opening doors before them that no man can shut. And I thank you for silencing the enemy over their life. I thank you, Father, for positioning them in places with people, with faces, spaces, and places that, Lord, will unlock destiny. I thank you for using them. And the, the woman right there in the, in the blue, there's a compassion on you. There's a healing on you, to do philanthropic work. There's a healing, a presence of God on your life. The Lord is really going to use you to bring healing to people and wholeness to people, and you're going to feel such a sense of peace in your own soul where things have felt restless. You felt like a bird wrestling in a nest for the last six months, and God says, I've done that to be able to strengthen your wings, for you're about to fly and go places you could not gone unless I disrupted your current comfort. And God says, I'm about to bring forth my ability out of you, and yes, I'm reprioritizing things in your life and rearranging relationships. For where you go, the people from the past will not be able to get you there. But I will fast track things. Just like a fast lane, I'll put people in your life that'll allow you to go faster and bypass certain things. For things are changing in your favor even this fall, says the Lord. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Who's got pain in your shoulder? Oh, you were up quick. Come on, run down here like the price is right. You're going to feel better, too. I just like you. What's your name? Karen. Karen, I like you. That cane doesn't do good on you, though. Come on. Have you been pain? Have you been in pain in your back? Your legs? Everywhere. Everywhere? That sucks. That's not fun. Here, stand up for a minute. I like you. Stay right here. You're cool. I'm going to help. Come on. I'll be very gentle. What if she doesn't get well? What if she does? Man, you miss a what is it? If Wayne Gretzky said you 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 miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Why don't we take shots? We're afraid of our reputation and God's reputation. But man, something powerful happens when you ditch trying to be a big deal in your own eyes, and you're like, I care more about him touching people than myself. You can liberate and free some people. She's a good woman, don't you think? God's got a good plan for her. The thoughts towards you are only good, never bad, never harmful to give you a future and a hope. Come on. So stretch your hands for this wonderful woman. Just lift your hands. I got you. Come help me real quick. Yeah. Just stay real close because I want to make sure she's braced and she's girded. Say, Lord, we thank you that you're touching her right now. Come on, everyone say, thank you, Jesus. You're touching her right now. Your healing presence flowing through her body. Command all that pain, all the inflammation, all of that to go. We thank you from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. You're making things new in her body. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. You feel that warmth going through your body. There, I can feel the presence of the Lord. They're going, I can feel that healing anointing flow through. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take some steps. Come on, I want you to hold on to my, Yeah, can you want to help me? Come on. You'll be, look, he's a gentleman too. Look at him. He looks good. He's got hair that goes back. <laughs> Almost like he's a model. They don't really say that about me. I don't have any hair. Look, we're just going to walk in every step you take. You're going to get stronger. Okay, I need my model guy to stay, yeah, stay strong. You're going to feel better. Give me your hand. Hold my mic. I need you to stay with me. Yes, sir. Aren't you nervous? Look, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? Yeah. 
I'm committed. When something happens, you get around Jesus and he gets on you, you want to take shots. You want to take shots. Done this in the NFL, the NHL. I've done this in the locker rooms of, I've done this in the UFC. I've done this anywhere I've gone. Done this with Motley Crue. I've done this with Guns N' Roses. I've done this with Charlie Sheen. Why are you using it? I'm not to name drop, just giving you preference. Why does this have to just be on a Wednesday night in church? Jesus said everywhere you go, go about doing good, helping people. God's the healer, but he needs somebody to step out and help him to work it. Come on. How do you feel? What do you feel? A little bit limbered up. Do you feel better than you normally do? Move your neck. Go after it with me. Go after it with me for a minute. For real, go after it. Look at my eyes. I know that he's a healer. I'm not guessing. I know him as a healer. He raised my wife off being dead off that freaking bed. I know he's a healer. That ain't a joke. She's right there. That's the real deal. He raised. It wasn't Allah. It wasn't Buddha. It wasn't Confucius. Come on. It wasn't Joseph Smith. His name's Jesus. He's alive. He's alive. Walk with me. Come on. Let's go. Strong. I want you to walk strong. I'm going to pull you into this. Let's go. Every step you take. I know you haven't done that in a while. I love this. We need a show and tell message again. As a kid, we had show and tell. Do you feel better? Do you? What's the difference? You want more? Good. Keep walking. Come here. What you came for? What you what you want? Your shoulder in your labrum? Your labrum? Your back, your delt. Lord Jesus, thank you for bringing healing to her shoulder. We command all that pain to go, full mobility, full range of motion. I love that. Come on, there you go. Let a girl, at a girl. As you're getting better, help her get better. That's the Jesus style. You can do it. You can do it. That's what's cool. I love demonstrating this stuff because you can do it. I can get up there and preach you and wow you with words. I know how to speak. I'm anointed to do it. But when you start seeing that I can do the Jesus style in my home, in a market, at a liquor store, at a 7-Eleven in the middle of the night, why do we got to pass people in pain and be a watcher of people in pain? Let's be healers of people in pain. Don't let a critical spirit of the culture that's in the world keep you and isolate you from people you can lift up, you can heal, you can invest in. Tell her to move her shoulder now. She's going to feel a lot better. Go ahead and tell her. You're the... For real? What just happened? Tell the truth. I woke up in the middle of the night in pain because I couldn't lift my arm past here. that go through your back too now pray back for her go ahead and go ahead and give, 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 give it away give it away give it away now what I got you gotta get it put it in you don't break the rhythm don't stop continue come on who says that red hot chili peppers don't have some wisdom I wasn't listening to Hillsong on the way here come on 
is listening to Michael Jackson, truth be told. The way you make me feel, come on. You really turn me on. Somebody's hip, the left hand, the left hip. Where's your, somebody has pain in your hip. Yes, ma'am, right there. You have pain in your hip? Okay. I love it that you just, you're willing to take a shot at it. How cool. What's your name? Natalie, do you mind coming down for a minute? Is that okay? I know there's a couple stairs that have to come down. But thanks so much. I can pray for you right there, but I like the fact you're coming down. For all of you that's watching, this is really, really cool because the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as his church, we're called to represent him and to honor him and to have his harvest vision. Not just our harvest, what we want to bring in, but his vision. And that is to reach people and to heal people, spirit, soul, body. And he wants to heal people everywhere they hurt. I hope as you see tonight that Jesus is touching people and speaking the future and destiny, that you know he has one for you and he's willing to touch you and heal you right where you are at tonight. And so even before I pray for her, would you everyone in this room just stretch your hands toward this camera for a little bit? And we're going to pray for all those people for 10 seconds before I pray right here for her to get healed. Lord, I thank you for touching people through that screen, that your hope would fill their heart, despair and hopelessness and oppression would lift off. We pray every brokenhearted person would find hope again. There would be reappointment where there's been disappointment. Impression would be broken off people's minds, their hearts, their homes. That joy would be restored to families and healing and health would flow into people's bodies. I pray you'd bring beauty where there's ashes addiction would lift off suicidal thoughts would be broken over your mind tonight and depression would be broken off you tonight and that your eyes would be open to see that God loves you stop focusing on your love for God and stop focusing on God's love for you his love for you is bringing you peace his love for you is a settled thing and his love's big enough to get you out of what you got yourself into as you call on his name tonight he's there touching you right now come on for 10 seconds everyone in here Come on, there's hundreds of people watching tonight. Let's believe for their miracle. Flow into their body. Someone's ear we command to open. Someone's heart be healed tonight. Someone's mind, I command that in panic attacks, that anxiety attacks. Her name, Ange, Angela, Angie, 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 Angela, Angie. The Lord is lifting that, that lifting that off you tonight. You're going to have peace in your soul and sleep again. That's also for people in here. I feel that spirit of anxiety lifting its grip off your mind tonight, and that peace People are going to sleep and rest again, and peace is coming back into your soul. In Jesus' name, come on, give the Lord a clap and a shout. All right, where are you, my friend? Where's the pain? It's in your hip. You've had sciatic for a long time. Okay, so did you come in tonight with pain? It's constant. I also want to say this to you because it's been constant in your life, especially the last 13 years. The disappointment in your life's been constant the last 13 years. People make you a lot of promises and they don't keep them and they bury it. And you feel on the other end, you give and you give, and you've almost felt like closing the door of your heart. I almost feel like twice last year you were ready to call it, in, call it a day and you're ready to exit the planet, but God preserved your life for the purpose of your life. I feel like God's about to make up the last 13 years of your life. Something happened 13 years ago. I see it. It was an injury. It was an internal injury. And the idea was that it would become a mind virus in you that says you cannot go beyond this. You cannot expect this. But the love of God has preserved you. God loves you. God loves you. 
God doesn't want anything from you. He just says, let me love you. And God's love is healing your body tonight. That's a minor thing. But he's healing your soul, and he's going to let you see the dignity and the honor and the value. What other people mishandled, misused, and abused, God's going to take the sting out of that. I see arrows being pulled out, pulled out, pulled out. I pull those things out tonight. As a servant of the Lord, not as, a, not as a showman, not as a speaker, I break those things as a prophet of the Lord. I break those things. And you are not a haunted house, you are a holy house. You're a house of hope. All those unclean spirits, get the hell out. I break your power, I adjure you in Jesus' name. I command you to go. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua, my King Emmanuel. I can feel him in here. He's here. He's here. Watch now, move your body. All that pain goes. It's free your mind. Watch, feel. Move your body. Watch, move your hip. What just happened? Am I right on that? Have we ever talked? No. That was real, huh? Move your hip. Watch how good you feel. What just happened? You have the numbness in your foot. What about your hip? It doesn't hurt. Did it hurt before? So that's good. That's free health care. That's awesome. So we have the numbness in your foot. We got to go that one at a time. Okay? And he's a doctor, so I got to do this right in front of the doctor. Because my hands, according to Jesus' words, laid on hurting people, they shall be well. They shall be well. Not my be, they shall be well. I believe the word. Anybody still believe Jesus' words, the words in red? I like you in the blue, by the way. You're about to make some money. You're about to have a financial transaction that's going to happen for you around October 19, 21st, right in that capacity. God's gone ahead of you. Something's going to happen, an unexpected financial provision. Yeah, you, come on, the happy guy, the Hawaiian dude. Yeah, you're my man. Come on, aloha. I think you're a Hawaiian. You look awesome. Come on, baby. Something unusual is about to happen for you. Stay right here. Happen for you financially in the month of October. The Lord's going to open a great opportunity for you. And things are, you're going to have a glorious holiday, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I see you celebrating and laughing. God's going to hook you up. You got something in the fire and it's about to be ignited. <laughs> that's so, come on, no, no, I can feel, that's the truth. The craziest thing, this woman stood in front of me in Canada not too long ago, and the Lord said, tell her I'm about to shut the mouths of the lions. The world does that mean? So I told her, I said, the Lord's shutting the mouths of the lions. And she looked at me, and all of a sudden she started shaking. I'm like, what in the world? She had no idea these people, the lions, had mismaligned her character, were suing her in court and doing all these things, and their names were the lions. And the Lord said, I'm shutting the mouths of the lions. And she went in the next day, and all of that was erased and debilitated, and she got compensation. I feel there's a lot of people that have been critical of you, and God's going to shut the mouths of your critics if you don't have a critical spirit and fight back. I want to say this as a servant of the Lord. I want to say this. Guard your home. Guard your heart from having a critical spirit. That's a spirit of a Pharisee and a Sadducee. 
If you're not careful, a religious spirit will bait you into becoming critical. And what happens is then you become suspicious. They don't teach you this too much in church, but watch. When you become suspicious, you look for what's wrong in people. And then that leads to no longer prophesying or speaking God's hope over people, but prognosticating. That means I see something in you I don't like, and therefore I'm going to tell you God wants you to change it. And God's nowhere around it. It's actually a counterfeit to prophecy. Because God's always speaking future and hope. Come on. He speaks peace to his people. If you're not careful, though, you bring a critical spirit or you're listening to one or you're watching them on TV or the news and you bring that into your home, you're going to mess up your kids. You'll mess up your atmosphere of your family. God wants there to be a different atmosphere in your family. Jesus addressed the religious much different than he addressed the hurting. He did not give vent. He got angry at a critical spirit. Don't let the times you're in shape your inner man. Be transformed where you're going to have a constructive, a healing, a creative, a positive tongue that's going to speak life. Let me show you here for a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me just show you. Thank you for staying here, Natalie. Watch. Just for a minute. I'm just pulling you in my groove. I'm, like, I'm walking you around like you're Vanna White. Come on, somebody. Watch how good you're feeling. In Acts chapter 8, there was a Philip the evangelist. There's persecution, political warfare. You can sit right down there for a second. There's political, all kinds of stuff, kind of like the times we're in. The church did not go into hiding. They got dispersed and said, this is an opportunity, not a problem. This is giving us a platform. Let me tell you what's happening in the world. We were, many of us were disappointed at what's going on in the world, but the problem is our opportunity and platform. The Bible says when sin abounds, grace abounds more. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against it. He says, I need my people to be mobilized. If Philip went out, he went to a place called Samaria. It was run by a witch doctor. It was run by someone casting a spell, but he did something. He did not have a critical spirit over the one casting spells. And I want to say that. You have a government right now that's casting spells on our kids. You have a, manip a, a media that's manipulating the minds of people, casting spells, but they did not fight the flesh with the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not natural, but they're spiritual and they have divine power to dismantle and to destroy strongholds. Watch it. I didn't even plan on saying this. Watch, 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 watch. Philip went down to Samaria. The place was bewitched. Go look at it. They were under a spell. But one man went into the presence of God, the power of Jesus inside of him. He was a spell breaker. I feel like I'm talking to some spell breakers. I'm not going to let San Diego be given over the devil. I'll break the spell. San Diego, my home, your family, San Marcos, Carlsbad, oh hell no. Heaven, yes. Okay, wait, wait, stay with me. Can you give me two minutes to preach this thing? Acts chapter 8, you go study it on your own time. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. You only have as much faith as you are in the Word of God. 
Faith doesn't come by praising. It doesn't come by praying. It comes by hearing God's words. The enemy's trying to sever your ears. Peter, under a religious spirit, cut off Malchus's ear that was trying to arrest Jesus. Come on, and Jesus had to reattach his ear so he could hear Jesus. Let me tell you something. I believe God's about to reattach some people's ears that the media's cut off your ear. You can't hear the sound of your good shepherd anymore. Therefore, you're tormented. God's about to reattach your hearing. Oh, I feel like I'm just prophesying left and right. Whew, I felt that. Watch. Philip went down and he preached Christ. The word preach is proclaim, speak about. What are you speaking over your home, your family, your children, yourself? If your words became garments, would you look like you're rich or you're poor based on the words that you say about yourself? Your words contain power. 85% of the emotional state you live in is based on the words you say about yourself. Philip went and preached Christ. You can't preach Jesus, proclaim God to other people if you don't speak well about him to yourself. Your faith only becomes effective when you acknowledge and speak about all the good things that God is in you. He preached Christ and then he prayed. Come on, somebody. I love what we do on Tuesday mornings in our churches. Come on. The prayer of righteous people avails much. Oh my gosh, it's such a sacrifice. I got to get up early. I got to get coffee. I got to get a donut. I feel all funky. Oh my gosh. It's amazing we all go into our pitiful excuse bag. Come on. If you're not careful, you'll have pity rather than power. Pity will make an idol of your problems because you just brag about what the devil and you do to yourself. Don't trip. Come on. (laughs) Something happens when you begin to pray. You're all good. You're all good. You're all good. When you begin to pray, things shift. Jabez was a man labeled, identified that when somebody's going to cause shame, he said, God bless me. Enlarge my territory. Let your power be with me. Come on. Keep me from evil and may I not cause pain to other people. God gave him what he requested. Elijah, a person with depression many times, he prayed and the land gave no rain. Then the earth gave rain and all of a sudden the land became productive. Could it be we're not seeing productivity, not because of God, but because we're not willing to pray. I believe, and I want to say this tonight, not as a motivator, but as a fellow Christian, God is stirring us to begin to pray again. Not just before we go to bed. God, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me by the rest of waters. He leads me with the righteousness for his name. You know it's my head with oil. My cup runs over. Come on, that's not just a one little prayer. He's looking for people that are going to pray. Father, your word says in the name of Jesus. Your word says, God, pull it off. God says, remind me. I feel something to this. There is a wealth to what I'm saying. There is a wealth to what I'm saying. Listen, 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 look, look at me. Just tight. No, no music. Just a second. Look at me. There is a wealth that God wants to put on you and in your hand. Look at me. Look at my eyes for a minute. There's a gift. There is a financial wealth that the Lord wants to entrust to you. Hear me for a minute. It's based on purpose, not your personality. Even though you got a really freaking awesome one. 
God wants to use your prayers to produce wealth. Because where this world is going, he's going to need you to fund and make things happen. But he's not going to trust it to someone that wants weekend visitation rather than, come on, home full custody. You can't have weekend visitation with God and expect wealth to be entrusted to you. God wants full custody, not weekend visits. That was really good right there. I like that. Just saying. Come on, Mark. That was a pretty good one. I'm going to have to put that one and chalk that one up. I believe if we'll position ourselves and pray. The Bible says God resists the proud. You want to keep pride off your life where God can entrust you with something? Get on your knees. Because in his presence, you lose your own. Many of you want favor, you want opportunity, you want all the blessings of God on you. He's looking for somebody he can trust. That's not a popular message because all we speak about in America is just, come on, just ask for the big, go for the big. And we need to have big vision and big dreams. Just like Joseph, your dream can change a nation. Your dream can fund a nation. Your dream can heal a nation. But if you got the dream but you don't got purity, you're in trouble. You want the power of God on your life? God doesn't anoint dirty vessels. Can you handle this or no? Yeah, I know this isn't popular. That's not a sexy message in America. But God's calling his church. He redeemed you for himself. This isn't a popularity contest. This isn't about getting a bunch of lights with a bunch of smoke. We can have a lot of fun. But God is calling us to himself. He wants more of us because he wants to flow through us, work in us, and entrust us. Come on, the question is, how much can God trust you with? I believe that God wants to release so much on your life, it would shock you. And he said, give me somebody I can trust, somebody that won't bury it, somebody that won't hide it in excuses, somebody that won't be afraid, somebody that won't just sit there and be a a 30% person but want a hundredfold. Something just happened. How do you feel that? Lord, I pray the wealth of the power of God. Come on. Just flow on his life. In Jesus' name. Thank you. I like you, sir. You just lifted your hand up with a cool beard and the glasses. Is that you and your, is that your bride? Is that your family right there? Stand up for a minute. Lord, I thank you for the blessing of God over their home and over their work and over their hands. I thank you for a divine turnaround moment. For ma'am, you've even cried out, Lord, we need you to intervene and turn this thing around. For the last three months, it's felt like you've been under, but the Spirit of God says, I'm overturning it, and now you're about to get on top. For you're about to find something you didn't see that was there. For I have prepared an opportunity that's right ahead of you. And yes, you'll step out of a shallow place into a place of substance. For I'm healing things and I'm fixing things. Even over your family, says the Lord. For I'm reconnecting things that have been disconnected, and you will see my hand of goodness. For even in the month of September, watch as I bring an unexpected financial provision, and then another one at the beginning of November, and another one at the end of March 28th. For watch what I shall do, for I'll put it in your hand, says the Spirit of the Lord. For I'm turning things in the atmosphere of your family around, even this night, says the Lord. Come on. Okay, I got a couple minutes, watch. Philip preached Christ. He preached Jesus. God's looking for Jesus people in San Marcos. He's looking for Jesus people, not religious people. You don't got to do it all perfect. He's just looking for a heart. 
speaking, Jesus is going to do this in me. I said to him the day I go, Jesus, let's go have fun. Let's heal people tonight. Let's change things tonight. When you start praying, something happens. You start losing your own power. You gain his. I'm grateful for the, the personal development. You can do it. Raise your standard. Change your limiting beliefs. Change your structure. But that can only take you as high as your intellect. You've got to be able to tap. The Bible says God is rich to those that call on him. Psalm 4.1, this is for somebody. As they prayed in distress, God enlarged them. Some of you felt like so confined and constricted. You're one prayer of prayer, prayer, one prayer away. But then he practiced miracles. I'm going to challenge you to stretch a little bit. The title of my whole thing was Stretch to Extend Beyond Usual and Proper Limits, according to Webster's Dictionary. There was a man with a withered hand, and he was in church. Jesus made a beeline for him, and he told him two things. He said, sir, that's reached. That means what he reached for could no longer grab, and we couldn't grasp anything. He had a withered hand. It was dysfunction. It was paralyzed. And Jesus told him to stand up. I believe that's what God's asking of you and me. He's saying, take a new stand. Daniel in his say said he purposed in his heart he would not defile himself with the way everybody else was going to live. He did not comply. He was loving and he was a servant, but he would not comply because he had a different standard. You don't get all your dreams, you don't get all your goals, but you do get your standards because you attach yourself to them and you say, this is me. See, you're going to arrive six months from now, the question's where? Who are you going to be? What will your life be about? you got to make a decision that I'm going to stand for something or fall for everything. When you stand, you say, this is what my life's going to be about. You take your future out of the hands of bystanders, and the mind of a man plans his way. Then God can direct your steps. Somebody's got to get aggressive and say, no more. I'm not going to be an addict no more. I ain't going back to that lust no more. I ain't going to do this no more. I ain't going to do that no more. This is who I am, and this is what I'm about. Jesus said, take a stand, and he did. All the critics started talking, and Jesus was going to watch, because opinions, as soon as you go to change, people around you that are used to you, go, why are you trying that? Why are you trying to lose the weight? You know it never works out. The enemy will send people your way to talk you out of what God's talking you into. That's why we need a community of people that build up your faith. Here's the end. Here's the end. Then Jesus said, I want you to stretch. I didn't feel comfortable. The guy had not moved. And when you go to stretch, a theologian says miracles don't happen. A therapist says stretching hurts. The guy had not felt anything in his arm. Either by incident or accident, it was withered. Either by a bad choice or he was born that way. His handicap was past and it was present. His disability. But the disability wasn't physical. It was mental. Because Jesus gave him a word that changed the environment. When God releases a word that what you've seen or known, everything changes because he sees it different. He said, stretch, extend the challenge tonight. Stretch in your love. What does love demand of you? What does love demand of you? Stretch in your giving. Your strategy has to have generosity or you're going to miss destiny and you're going to settle for something inferior. The nobleman, Isaiah the prophet said, 32 verse 8, a nobleman plans generous things. You're going to stretch in your prayers, stretch in your love, stretch in your thinking. 
here's where I got to get you. Some of you got so used to settled and, well, this is the way I've been. This is the way things are. This is what things are going to be. Let me tell you something. It only takes somebody stretching in their thinking. Jesus said to somebody, sit there and calculate the cost if you're able to build even in the times you're in, but begin to become imaginative and creative in your thinking. Imagine if you got creative. How can I be a blessing here? How can I build a business here? What is my X factor? What's my pipeline? What needs to be my product? Is there lifestyle changes I could capitalize on to meet a market and make a difference in people's lives? Is there a way I could heal somebody? Is the gifts of the Spirit really for me? Maybe I could get into them. Imagine if you started thinking creatively. Whatever you ask is what you receive. You ask a bad question. Why does this always happen to me? Why didn't he call me out of the crowd? Why didn't this work out? Why didn't I get my full healing? Why didn't this work out? You ask a bad question, you get a bad answer. You ask a better question, you get a better answer. Whatever you ask is what you reach. And I end because I'm over time. This woman that Matt talked about two or three weeks ago, I was at, at the central campus. In the back, there was a woman. She might be here tonight if you are, Jane. You're, she was blind for two years, lived in a bedroom with cancer. A bedroom, not a house. She'd not been in the other rooms of her house. Lived in a bedroom for the last two years, blind, not a believer. Somebody brought her. At the end, she was in the, they came, brought her in the back. About 13 people were in the back. And she goes, when you were talking about the love of God, focusing on love, she goes, that gave me hope. Like maybe he, maybe it really, maybe I could be loved. And I'm like, man, of course you can. Love made you. She goes, I'm open to it. I go, why don't you let love touch you? She goes, what does that mean? I said, you're going to have to take a stand. But I, I'm not used to that. I'm not comfortable with that. I said, I'll help you with John. Pastor John, Pastor John. I said, help her up. So we helped her up, and she's all nervous. And I said, it's okay. We're not going to let nothing bad happen to you. And my, my little prayer was, God, let your love open her eyes. True story. I'll tell you how it went down. All of a sudden, her eyes began to flicker in front of everybody there. No one touched her eyes. No one put things on her head. Nobody prayed in tongues for 15 minutes trying to convince God to heal her. Amazing, we try to convince God to be Himself. He was a healer before you had an ouchie. You treat it like He's Doc McStuffins. Come on, somebody. He's Jehovah Rapha, He's a healer. All of a sudden, she, her eyes started flickering and her eyes popped open. She starts crying. It was blurry at first, and then it went into where she could read. And she started reading, and she's like, I can't believe this. Her other friend's like, This is effing amazing. Don't put that on camera. <laughs> they weren't believers. Come on, you got guy. You're religious, my well, brother. You should have rebuked them. No, just let them have a God moment. Chill out. You got your own sins you got to deal with. Get your eyes off other people's. You got enough. You're your own worth. Come on, you got to work about yourself. So she's, oh my God. She's crying. Your eyes, she can see. Two years, you haven't seen anything. Not seen a can of soup, not seen your sheets, not seen the restroom. Everyone has to take you by the hand. Her eyes popped open. All I said was, God, let your love open her eyes. Watch how powerful. And then all of a sudden I go, you know, we're going to have to stretch a little bit because this, 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 this walker doesn't do you good in this brace. She goes, I can't do that. I go, that's what you said about your eyes. And then look what happened. Come on. God gives invitation, we give limitation. You go to your excuse bag. I can't. I didn't. I don't. I'm not. I can't. I didn't. I don't. I'm not. I said, come on, I'll help you take your first step. We did a little bit, and it was all jerky. John looked at her. He's like, you okay? She goes, I don't know. Take another one. Another one. 
another one. True, in the back room, all of a sudden, all the kids, everybody in the back room. Come on, the walker, we threw that freaking thing off there. She starts moving. That day, we walked out just a couple weeks ago. She walked out in the car all by her own self with no braces, no walker. She could see where she was going all in one moment because she was willing to stretch. She stepped in. God did not come to the withered man's hand and say, I'm going to anoint you with oil. I'm going to cast out the devil. No, he said, I want you to stretch. God's got a word for you today, and he's asking you to find your faith again. And somebody say, stretch. Somebody say stretch. Somebody say stretch. Everybody stand up real quick. Everyone stand up real quickly. Put your hand on your chest. Come on. Actually, put your hand on the person's shoulder, left and your right. Come on, just for a minute. Try it. Come on. Ten seconds. Pray for them. Come on. For ten seconds, pray miracles for them. Father, we thank you for bringing healing to every sick body. We thank you for bringing comfort to every hurting person right now. I thank you for bringing creative solutions and ideas. I thank you for shutting the door of the devil over people's lives. I thank you for new beginnings. I thank you for raising people up to be mouthpieces. Lights in the dark, 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 lights in the dark. And I thank you for giving people wisdom and power and ability and creativity and innovation, 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 I pray, and business ideas. And I thank you for a spirit of wealth coming upon the people in this room tonight, a spirit of wealth of your presence, your power, your purposes, and a spirit of wealth financially to come upon the people in this house this night. And if you believe it and you know God's called you to stretch toward it, give the Lord a clap and a shout in here. Come on. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.